Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Extra Sauce Podcast. It's my fancy sauce. I want some fancy sauce. Yeah. Not done using it. With the czar of sauces, Greg Hill. Well, well, well. I have been waiting, Mr. Shu, for this moment for a long time. Uh, so have all of us, Greg. I, I have been waiting for a public apology, which is going to come at some point during this podcast. And, well, thank you. Um, you're a, you're a relationship expert. Uh, <laughs> Am I really? You've been you've well, been you've been married to Mrs. Shu for twenty years. For, for twenty years. Yeah. How did you two meet, by the way? Um, uh, uh, I was uh, in a band at the time, and uh, she was standing right up front in front of the band, and uh, in a drunken state, I leaned over and gave her a kiss. Oh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's uh, those kind of things uh, got our our uh, current president in a lot of trouble. It got I mean, it got me was, in a lot of trouble. Yeah, now that I look was, back on it after or, twenty years, what were you playing the tambourine in the band? That's about as much uh, talent uh, as uh, I have, <laughs> Greg. You're absolutely right. And I was I was like a singer, but it was yeah. more like yelling into a microphone. But um, uh, yeah, ever since then we've been very good friends. You know, as a relationship guy, how tough it is to get a relationship back on track. But um, at at some point during this podcast we will begin the process of uh trying to uh trying to patch up a relationship which which has uh, gone bad it's um, work yeah it is it is it's work also on episode 3 of extra sauce we are going to do a follow up on an ear moth mm-hmm. which i believe aired twice this week yes In, uh, inadvertently you know I, I, the very best ear moth is is delivered in a topical manner based on what we are talking about. What right. is what is in the news? So it can't really be inadvertent. It's, it's, it's more it, like yeah, a, yeah, but it but it has to it has to be timed out right. in the in the right way. Yeah. So this particular ear moth aired twice this week on the show, and we're gonna get a little extra sauce on the artist who had a hit with this ear moth. From the actual artist himself. Yes. On on the podcast today. Yes. And and so that's all coming up on this episode three of Special Sauce. While I wait for my public apology, I, I did um I just wanted to do a little extra sauce on Tuesday's storm. Right. Because uh we discussed in fact we had the governor on on Tuesday morning from the I, I don't think he was at the MEMA bunker, he was at the transportation building or yes, whatever. Yes, he was. Yep. And and uh, it had yet to start snowing heavily here in, in Boston, even though two feet of snow had been predicted by the National Weather Service. So mm-hmm. we were busting his nuts. And it's interesting to me that we learned that the National Weather Service knew at some point on Monday afternoon that winter storm Stella was not going to be the storm, the massive blizzard that they thought it was. And yet they refused to tell everybody about it because they still wanted people to, you know, respect the storm or whatever. I, I read today 
that New York lawmakers are bullshit that they were not told by the National Weather Service so that they could allot their the, the, the plows, the mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. in the places where they needed to. Like upstate New York got 30 inches of snow. Right. The, the city got four inches or three or whatever. Right. What Do you think the National Weather Service should be held accountable like we hold or try to hold everybody else accountable in this country? Well, the problem there is the science isn't exact. Yeah. It's the weather. And as we know, as as lifelong residents of New England, the weather changes every five minutes. Yeah. So it's hard to hold someone accountable for something that could change in a matter of seconds. But if they already know and they could let us know that, hey, it's going to turn into rain or you're not going to get as much around Boston or something. If they knew that and withheld that information, you know, that's something else because it really comes back to money. Yeah, and it's like you said, the New York lawmakers—they're—they're they're worried about infrastructure and the you know Department of Transportation here in Boston. You talked about this on the show. Well, a lot of businesses in Boston called it for because the day. they were panicked. Right, people and, shut down their businesses. Right, and and employees are you know afraid to go to work and because they think it's going to be a blizzard when mm-hmm. it ended up being six inches of snow in right. Boston. Right, and you know? and so so potential customers, clients, whoever decided, you know, you closed, so they're yeah. not going to go anywhere near your business. Yeah. And so that's going to cost you. So there's got to be some kind of some kind of safety. And, you know, when I say it's all about money, I also mean that with the, the National Weather Service. Mm-hmm. You know, they're worried about their jobs. Yeah. You know, and I, so and there's also that whole in, that whole litigation thing. So they say, oh, you know what? This storm isn't going to be so bad. Next thing you know, some guy's driving, drives into a telephone pole, comes down on his car. He, he like breaks his, his back or whatever. Now he's going to sue the National Weather Service. I, you know? I just I want transparency. If, if we have to yeah. have transparency everywhere else. I want it from the National Weather Service. So. Fake weather. It's, it's fake it's, weather. It's not fake weather. Yeah. All right. Alternative weather. You know who's on the phone? My former best friend, a man who I have mentored from a young age, and I don't know. I don't. I, he arrived here in this city in his uh, early twenties, looking to make a name for himself. Uh, I, I began to advise him in, in all kinds of life matters, important life matters. He's gone on to an incredible career in the NFL, mm-hmm. won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. And all I had asked for after the recent Patriots Super Bowl victory was a phone call for the listeners. And it's not for me. You sure? I don't, I don't, I don't need to talk to Julian Edelman sure? after the Super Bowl. I, I want it for the listeners. And he's off doing... Uh, you know Jimmy Fallon and uh, twelve different ESPN shows uh, and hacks. Uh, shows on the the Home Shopping Network and they, I mean every possible thing he could do. However, I have agreed for a few moments today on Extra Sauce to get a little Extra Sauce apology from Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. You know it's it's good to finally hear you. I mean I feel like we've lost contact. Lost contact. I feel like we've lost contact. What, lost con- we've lost contact because a, a once great friendship has been deserted by a by, by a guy. I mean, you win a Super Bowl, and and all I want is a is a phone call, and 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 we've been unable to have you on the show. I don't get it. Tilly, you know, I got kids now. I got. <laughs> you think this burger time? You think this burger time stuff just grows on trees? This takes hours and hours of commitment to content. 
Content, content, content. Yeah. No, Along I know. with strolling around my little daughter, just trying to show her the, the fruits of my loin. Uh, Even if I don't know if you could use that there, but that's, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I don't think so that came. Sorry for being a, I don't think sorry that for came, being a good dad, Greg. I, I'm glad you're being a good dad. I don't think that came out right, but the, the fruits of the loins thing or whatever. But we get the point. We we understand the point. And the I, I mean, I just I guess it's tough because you know how relationships work, and you're you know you're talking about your daughter, and um, you're a guy that's had you've been in several high profile relationships with with uh, with smoking chicks, and so you understand how it works. I mean, you have to you you get out of a relationship what you put into it. And I just I feel like it's a little bit mismatched right now. Like I, I can't be the one who's always texting. I can't be the one who's always suggesting that we go out for dinner. I I can't be the one the only one who's involved in this relationship. You have to be all in. Hey, I'm all in, but there's an old saying, Greg. Actually, I won't go down that road. <laughs> no, you can't. Let's just say. Let's just say. You know. We're in, we're in, we're all in here, bubs. It's just, uh, you know, got a little, got a, got a bunch of stuff on the plate. You know, I'm at a smorgasbord right now, and I got to handle all this. I got business, I got kid, yeah, I got living, I got training. I'm over here trying to get down to run routes right now. Oh, you are I'm over here driving them. Yeah, man, driving this sweet convertible Miata in L.A. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just living right now, bro. I'm just trying to live. I saw that video of you running on the beach the other day. Not that I was creeping or anything, but is uh, is that where you is that what you're doing? Are you going down to run routes right now? No, I just finished that. Now I'm going to run routes. And and that, is, that was sunset. We did sun dawn sprints. Sun dawn. Are you dawn of the sun? Now is the are you? Does Tom throw for you while you're running routes? Uh, not always. Is he not t- always? Sometimes I gotta throw with other guys. Is you know, he, I gotta get the lowdown on what these other quarterbacks are all about around this league just uh you know just to keep an eye on eye on the talent you know we got eyes everywhere here in new england what do you so want to see what these guys are made of what do you think's going to happen with uh with uh, jimmy g i have no clue but if you had you to know, guess I'm, if you had to guess bubs i mean he's a good quarterback i i don't like guessing Guessing reminds me of back when I was taking, like, the SAT. Uh, and that gives me, like, the <laughs> it feeling in my stomach. Yeah. Like, I do not want to start guessing right now because that didn't help me in the SAT, so I'm not even going to go down that road. Did, oh, you, did you just hit something? What, what, what happened over there? Oh, the Miata. Sometimes it gets a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. This, thing, this thing's a four-cylinder supercharged, baby. Have you tried any of, speaking of Tom Brady, have you tried any of his prepackaged meals yet? I haven't. You know, uh, I, I, I got to take a little glimpse at that. I'm more of a uh, Stouffer's guy. Yeah, I am too. I like the Salisbury steak. I like microwavable dinners. Yeah, oh. yes, exactly. You um, know, a little the the American chop suey, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Have you, now that, what are we, what are we talking here? A month and a... Uh, I guess almost almost uh, two months from the Super Bowl. Um, Isn't have it you, a month and a week or something? A month, like that? A, a month and a week. Uh, that was a full month and a week during which you could have called the show. But um, the uh, you've had some time to digest the comeback and to digest the catch. And I, I'm actually I loved the I love the fact that you were mic'd up and I and I and I loved 
everything about that. Are you? I mean, are are you still surprised that you made that catch? Uh, you know, it's. I don't know if I'm surprised. A lot of things had to go my way on the catch, but uh, the one thing you're taught as a receiver, you always got to keep your eye on the ball, and that's all I tried to do is keep the eye on the ball. And when you do that, good things happen. So. You know, it was cra- definitely a crazy play, but you know, the more important thing is to see how how many o- how many other guys made a bunch of big plays on that drive. Dola right after makes that big play. You know, you got Hogs making plays, Malcolm making a third down play, James White making plays. I mean, it was just the way the game was going at that time, and it was just uh, truthfully, it was just cool and an honor to be part of uh, that drive and that comeback. Man, it was. You sit back and you see all this, 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 this footage of it on all these little stations and stuff when you're sitting at home, and it's still pretty, uh, it's pretty surreal to think about. And uh, it, it tells you, it tells you how that team was, you yeah. know how, how that year was, and that's 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 just a special group of guys, and it, it was an unbelievable story. And uh, I, 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 I said it was going to be a hell of a story, and it turned out to be a hell of a story now. If you had to, like, if you had to try to define what it was about this team this year, what, what allows a team to come back like that and, and, and obviously end up playing the greatest Super Bowl ever in the history, what, what is it? What, what was it about that team this year? I mean, that game was a microcosm of our season. You know, there was a bunch of holes. There's a bunch of bumps. Um, and, you know, you know, you start the game and you're missing your best player. You, you, you Down the road, one of your other best players gets hurt. He's out. And it just shows you the resiliency and the mental toughness that that team had. And, you know, in the two teams that I've been on, that have won Super Bowls, that's been a crucial ingredient is having a mental toughness uh, about yourself and a tough, smart football team. And, you know, of course, a lot of things got to go your way, but, you know, never never thinking you're out of the game, you know, that, that's a mentality. That's, that's a mentality. And, uh, you know, I'm just super proud of, of our guys and, and I'm super proud to be a part of that team. I always think about that organizationally and how, you know, cause it, whether you're running a business or, or you're, you're trying to motivate people who work for you, like, how does that, how does that man, that mentality come to be? Is it, is it all Belichick or is it, is it other leaders or is, I mean, it's, it's obviously a learned thing or is it, or is it a, is it a, is it something that guys have inside them all along? I think it's a combination. It always starts at the top, you know, with with our owner, our coach, Coach Belichick, and Mr. Kraft. Um, you know, instilling in, in a lot of these guys, a lot of these younger players, and a lot of the veteran players they keep around to uh, really just worry about what you have on your plate at that moment. You know, not worrying about things you can't control. And you can use that in any facet of life. You know, there's an old saying, you know, the difference between a winner and a loser 
is the winner's thinking about winning, the loser's thinking about the winner. <laughs> you know, if, if that winner is thinking about everything he can do to try to win a game, it uh, doesn't matter what the score is. And winning the game is winning that individual play, going out and try to win each and every individual play. Now, we didn't do that for a lot of that game. But when we hunkered down and we did it in the end, you know, it kind of showed, you know, hey, let's just worry about what we can control. If we start playing the game right, uh, who knows what can happen. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it went down. Is that Frank Talk? Is that saying Frank Talk? Or is that or somebody else get the credit for that? <laughs> you know, that's that's definitely, I think, a Frank Talk. I think uh, that's definitely a Frank Talk right there. Old Frankie. We had some uh, some callers to the show when the Frank special aired talking about parenting their kids and parenting their kids in sports and wondering whether they should be a little bit harder on their kids or whether that borders on on uh on too much when when you think back about your dad and and uh how much he worked with you and and uh and what he did with you growing up do you feel like that's a big part of why you're you're a superstar in the nfl today i i i i think it's a huge part not just my dad but my mother being the support system that i had and being you know the the, the glue that hold held that family together um you know, it's it's a little different nowadays. I don't know the rules and regulations of how you can coach and all that stuff. But uh, sometimes you need a little butt whooping, and sometimes you need to be, you know, told what to do. And you may not like what you're being told, but it, it, it's crazy because the your parent would always say you'll 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 find out. You'll find out what I mean in, in the future. You'll you'll understand when you get older. And a lot, you know, when you're a kid, you, you're you're kind of bitching and complaining about it, and you you don't want to do it, but you end up doing it. And it and it was hard. It was so hard. But then once you got through it and you you accomplished what you you wanted to do, that hard wasn't that hard. I don't know if I'm making sense. At no, all, you are. But, oh, I think you know, it's because. A, a, a lot of it, now that you're a dad, you probably start to think about that more, right? I mean, how, like, what's what's the most interesting thing so far about being a father? The most interesting thing is just seeing like this little human <laughs> who is a little creation of you, and you see her little personality, and you, you see how she can grow so much in such a little amount of time. And, and you see your, a little bit of you here and you see a little bit of your mom here. You see a little bit of your dad here. And it's just a, it's just a, a feeling of proudness because it's, it's your family, you know, it's, it's, it's a piece of you and what you've come from. And, you know, then yet you start thinking, you know, my parents live, for me and, and did everything for me, you know, it, you, you, you can only do the same for, for your, for your, for your child. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's you, you don't really know love until you had a kid. Yeah. I don't, I think yeah. at least or until you know, and, yes, there's been or, other or love, but yeah, or different in, kind of love or, or until, or until you've mentored a young man and, uh, and, and become close with a, with a younger male friend. Exactly. I mean, 
Yeah, that's, that's love, too, in its own. That's love. Are that's you, bro love. That's bro love. That really is bro love. I, uh, speaking of love, everybody's going to kill me if I don't ask you about your uh, current uh, relationship status because uh, it's been news of late. Are you? Uh, you? What are you doing? Are you dating? Are you happy? What's 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 the scenario? I, uh, I'm. I have a lot of time with my little baby girl. That's what I have right now. All right, that's what's most important, right? That's that's the most important thing right now. All right. Well, that's a, that's. I think that's a good answer. That's a that's a good. That's a guy that everybody will. They'll be satisfied with that, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm. I'm just. I. I can't satisfy all. Uh, <laughs> well, at least you're trying. You've given. You've given it a good. <laughs> you've given it a good try. So off season, what's uh what? Oh well, let's. I, I should probably ask a football question at least. Uh, how great is the uh, is uh, the fact that uh, Dante will be back for four years? I mean that's that's huge. Um, you know he's a big part of our locker room. He's a leader on our team. Uh, you know he's a guy that does a lot by example, plays hurt, um, and and keeps that defense in check. I mean he, those guys, you know, the linebackers like the quarterback and. You know, to have a guy like a physical specimen like him is special, but to have a, a teammate like him, you know, the kind of guy he is, uh, I think that that makes it even better. You know, it, it's just good to have for the team. Did you say anything to Roger Goodell after the Super Bowl? Hmm. I didn't even see him. No? I didn't see him, so I, I, I did not say anything to Mr. Goodell. <laughs> And what's your situation? You got a year left, right? Yeah, I got a, I got a year left, Greg. Um, <laughs> you you um, it's interesting. I mean, listen, you have you because I always think this. I think it's probably because I'm I'm a homer and I'm a masshole, but I always feel like this is an amazing city and that guys will want to stay here forever and play here forever. And and guys say that, but do you, do you feel like that now, or how, like how do you feel at this moment with a year left? You know, it, it it goes in that factor of worrying what's on your plate right now. And, you know, I love being a New England Patriot. Um, and I'm looking forward to this next year and, and doing everything I can to prepare my body, my mind, my soul to give 110% to this team coming up this April. So, you know, that's all I'm really worrying about. Uh, of course, there's a business aspect of the game, but I mean that's what you have an agent for, and that's what they have their other division for, and you know that that all handles itself. You know, if you if you just consistently try to play good football, good things happen. Um, not just in your football life, but in in everything, and that's with your work. You know, if you do good work, good things happen. So, who knows? Uh, I'm just worried about right now these routes I'm about to run I'm pretty tired after running some of that beach uh, you know I'm trying to I'm trying to compete with Hogan I mean I see him putting up these dang Instagram videos <laughs> of him doing sprint work you know I, I gotta I gotta compete with this guy now <laughs> and I, we got new Brandon Cooks I mean that's gonna be a huge addition yeah I mean we got some speedsters so I gotta I gotta step up my game how did the how did you think the parade this year ranked? versus the previous one that you were a part of? 
Yeah, the parades and, and winning is like, they're all like kids. You know, you, you love them all in their own different way. You know, uh, so the first one was obviously a special one uh, <laughs> because, you know, we had the, the whole Ferris Bueller's Day Off going. Uh, this this second one was, was unreal. We had, what do we have, 1.3, 2, 3, 1 million people there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just crazy to see the support um, that this region, because it's not even just Boston, it's a region, man. And that's, that's the cool thing about New England. You got Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, half of Connecticut, uh, Maine, all these people, and they support us like no other. It's not like we play for a city. We play for a region. Did I miss any, Greg? No, you got them all. You got them all. I got them all? Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, it's it's a special place to play for. You know, I've, I've been here for eight years now, and, you know, I've seen the Red Sox win a World Series. I've been to a Bruins game when they've won the Cup. I've been to, you know, right when I got here, the Celtics won. I mean, it's it's a special place to get to play professional sport for. I think it was better when you were completely hammered, going hard for for a couple days. I don't know if I like uh, mature father Julian Edelman at these parade kind of things. You, you get older, you can't recover. <laughs> you know, you, you do one of those things, and it knocks you out for a week. <laughs> Tell and, me about uh, it. Tell me about it. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was just great to spend. You know, those those. Those days, uh, the, right after the game, with with your teammates, and you know it's such a high stress environment when you're going through the year. You got your mind in the game so much that you sometimes lose perspective of how special um, things really are uh, when when you got a group of guys with a common goal that go out and achieve that goal. So it's uh, I mean it was an awesome, awesome, awesome year. But, uh, you know, now we got to be on to the next one because, you know, the, the train keeps moving. And if you're not on the train, you'll get left behind. <laughs> okay, bubs. That's another Frank thing. That's a that Frankism. Like a Frankism. That's right a there, Frankism. Man. That's a little Frank talk. Absolutely. Are you going to go see Gronk in his, uh, in his movie debut this weekend? It, where's it at? Is it in L.A.? It's in the, it's in the theaters. I don't know how many theaters it's going to be in. Um, there's, Heck yeah. a, I want to see the Gronk action hero Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's got a small role and, uh, shoot, who was the actress who was bitching about the, the fact that it, uh, it, it took him multiple takes and he was not a, a team player. Uh, Koopa, jo- uh, jo- uh, Joanna Krupa. Joanna Krupa, the actress said that, uh, that he wasn't a team player cause he wasn't out, uh, promoting the movie. Uh, I don't, you know, hey, players like, gonna hate, players gonna play. Yeah, no, like I know. Dead, we just shake it off. Just I don't shake it off. I don't like that. I don't like Joanna Krupa saying that about. Hey, I don't, I don't appreciate that's some, it. That's some bull. I know. You know? Hey, it's, the, it's, that girl sound like a a natural actor. Probably you just get into it. So let him, let him grow. <laughs> that's right. He's a let, let him grow. He's a method actor. He's gotta, he's, he's gotta. He's got to get right. How's California? I mean, how's it? How, how is it being back home? It's uh, it's good. It's good. You know, yeah. 
it's always good to get out here and, and see your friends and family and you know, I gotta get back up to the Bay Area. But uh Do you have yeah, to segue like do you have to do you have to change your attitude? Like, because I feel like when you're here, you're kind of an honorary mass hole. But I feel like when you go back out to California, that you're going to be laid. Oh. You know, you're going to be laid back. You know, kale soup eating, quinoa, <laughs> quinoa smoking, Julian Edelman. You know what? I tell you right now, the more I leave Boston, and you go to other places, realistically, like when you get back home to Boston, you're like, man, I'm happy to be home. You know, uh, it's it's a different way of life out here. That's for sure. And yeah, I, I try to keep. I, 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 I yes, there's a little more quinoa out here, and yeah. there's definitely some better ripened tomatoes and and avocado. But uh, you know, I like the people in Boston. I'm not gonna lie. I like the people in Boston out here. Everyone, uh, it's just a little different, you know. They're fake. Everyone's got their own agenda. They're fake people, and I, and I'll tell you the other thing that drives me crazy is they're bought. I wouldn't say they, that. I wouldn't say that, but well, you know, it's just uh, everyone's got some fake people now, but yeah, you know, it's uh, I do like being back in Boston. That's a, that's for sure. It's just those cold winters, man. You know, playing in the cold when you're in out there playing in a cold game, you know. You dream of the time you get to come out to like seventy degree weather and like sweat instead of breathe. <laughs> a lot of so body, like lot of only a lot of body shamers out there too. You know, like everybody's in shape and they throw it in your face, and you know you put on a few pounds because you're fifty, and and uh, they're just they're they're throwing it in your face. That that is true. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a hundred percent true on that one. A lot of. Lot of a lot of body people out here. Yeah, a lot of a lot of six packs. I can't stand it. And I'm not. And I'm not talking about yingling. <laughs> All right, bubs. Well, I'm glad we made up and the, uh, the re- relationship is back on track. Hey, we're back, man. That that phone works two ways. I mean, I know I haven't called you, but have you called me? I I I, I will. I'm going to resume calling you every day. And and okay. uh, and and, che- and checking in and and maybe just um, maybe if, if if you can't talk to me on the phone maybe you can just send me a text and let me know that you're thinking about me. Hey, send me your email. I'm better on the email. All right, I'll text you my email. We, uh, we can, I, I actually I feel like I'm kind of being dumped. I feel like I feel like going from from talking to text to email is it's kind of impersonal. Actually, how about you? me in the DM on Instagram. Instagram. All right. Okay. I'm going to DM. All right. I'll DM you on the gram. All right. That sounds good. All right. DM me, bro. We'll okay. see. We'll see you. Uh, when are you back home? I got to go, Greg. I got to go. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta go. See you, buddy. All right. Goodbye. 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 Oh. I'm going to take Edelman at his word that he was that he was honest and he was being serious and that he wants to work on repairing the relationship. Of course you are, Greg. I mean, I think that's probably the best way to go. We'll we'll uh, begin therapy and and see if we can get yeah. back get back to where we were. Couples therapy is that what we're yeah, talking we're about? Yeah, we're going for uh, older man, younger man couples therapy. That sounds not creepy. weird. It's bro, yeah. it's bro it therapy. Weird. It's weird. It's it's it's. I'm just glad he called. I'm so sick of hearing about. <laughs> I it. I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> Thank so you for is, calling, Julian. So is so so is everybody else. <laughs> All right, we begin this week. Uh, new feature. 
on Extra Sauce. And oftentimes, when we play the hook of a song, right, and we and we refer to it as an ear moth, listeners go, "What? What's an ear moth?" It, the, so I, I have to explain that. First of all, an earworm mm-hmm. is the scientific term that is used to explain a psychological phenomenon in which you hear a song during the day. Maybe you're in the dentist office. Maybe you're at the grocery store. It, and these are it, all the places you will hear these kinds yes, of songs. Yes, right. Yes. And then you find yourself later that evening, 24 hours later, mm-hmm. 48 hours, singing the yeah. hook to that song because it is lodged in your brain like a worm in your ear, okay? I hate it when you. It's the first thing in the morning. You you just open your eyes and it's there. Yeah, it's right it's, there. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. So, we did a news story one time that that had amazing, epic, terrifying video that accompanied it, where a guy had a moth, a big gigantic moth that was stuck in his ear, and it was stuck in there forever. He could. He had to go to the doctor to try to get it out. They had to do surgery and yank the thing out that with tweezers, and disgusting. it was it was it was. Terrifying and, and irrational, fear-like and disgusting. So we uh, likened the situation with the ear worm to the actual ear moth, and that's why we call it an ear moth. Right. So the new segment on Extra Sauce is called Behind the Ear Moth. And earlier this week, a couple times, we ear mothed the song called Key Largo because Key Largo, Florida was in the news. We had it all. The artist who had a hit in 1981 with Key Largo, a top 40 hit, his name is Bertie Higgins, and we've tracked him down, and we're going to go, we're going to go behind the ear moth right now with Bertie. Great to be with you, Mr. Shue and Mr. Hill. I got to tell you this. I want to thank you for providing me with one of the most romantic songs ever when it comes to ear moths. And I, I, I don't know how the song came to be and, and if you were a, uh, a fan of the great romance between Bogey and Bacall, but certainly those who are looking for a little extra sauce this week on, on uh, that hit song want to know, Bertie. Well... My girlfriend and I had split up. We, uh, I'm from Tarpon Springs, Florida, which is near Tampa, and we spent a lot of time in the Florida Keys. And we were into Bogart and Bacall and Bogart movies, old black and whites, and we'd lay up down in the Florida Keys and uh, watch it, amongst other things. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, you were coiting like animals, is what you're saying, Bertie. <laughs> well, you know, we were, uh, yeah. <laughs> At any rate, moving on. Um, <laughs> We split up. I missed her desperately. And I said, Bert, the only way you're going to get this damn girl back is to put something on the radio. You know, so I finally wrote it. It took me a while. Didn't write it particularly for the radio. Just wrote it, inspired by our split up. And uh, I'll never forget the day that only one station in the United States was playing at WWID Gainesville, Georgia. And we were living in Atlanta, and it just, when the weather was right, it would drape, flow over into Atlanta and go up WQXI and all those stations in Atlanta. Well, I told her, I said, can you meet me today? Well, for what? We're over. <laughs> well, okay, honey. I still love you. Would you meet me? So I met her at 1 o'clock, and I had an arrangement with the program director. 
would you play this song at one o'clock for me? And he did, and we're sitting in my car. And uh, I said, I want you to listen to this. And there's a WWID Gainesville Blind, and all of a sudden the song came on. And she turned to me and said, is that you? And I said, yes, it is me, darling. And after the song, she says, that was wonderful, but you were flat on the last chord. <laughs> oh. Did you get her back, though, Bertie? Did you, did, you, did, you I mean, did you get her back? Well, I guess the next line out of her mouth is, where's my BMW? <laughs> oh, man. You know what's amazing? Yes, I got her back. We got married. Oh, you, you ended up getting, so that's a love song. If you can write a love song for a chick, if you can play guitar, not only can you get her in bed, but you end up marrying her. That's, a, that's amazing. I, I, you know oh, it, it is amazing. Normally, you can't turn things around unless there's certain things you need to do. And if anyone ever gets in that boat, I'll tell them how to do it. Because it, if it's going to work, it's going to work. I heard the, a very similar story when I interviewed uh, John Cougar. That's what he was calling himself at the time. And he, I prefer it, John Cougar, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. The Mellencamp part was, was goofy. But the, uh, he, he wrote the song Ain't Even Done With The Night for the same thing, to get a girl back. And he, he, uh, he wrote that song. It's, it became a, a bit of a hit. And he saw her at a party, and they went out in his Camaro, and he put the cassette in and played the song for her. And at the end of it, um, she didn't even listen to the song. She started telling him how happy she was. She was engaged to somebody else, oh, and it was, God. and it didn't uh, work. It worked for Bertie Higgins, but it didn't work for John Mellencamp or John Cougar. Well, you know, we and and then we split up for a little while in our marriage. <clears throat> Same trip. I mean, it happened all over again. And so we're meant to be. That's that's all there is to it. Um, you know, uh, the song. Um, the song is factually incorrect. I believe. No, it's not. Oh, uh, because uh-oh. I, I, well, I don't believe that Bogey and Bacall sailed away to Key Largo. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't Bacall already there? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but here was the deal. People say, well, they never said, here's looking at you, kid, in the movie. Right, right, right. But I said, listen to the lyric. It is not about Key Largo. It's about old movies in general. Right. But, you know, we loved Key Largo, and uh, I grew up uh, a lot there with my father. Uh, we'd go down every summer and crawfish, crayfish in the Gulf. And I was a water boy since I was a kid, you know, diving, spearfishing, killing anything that moved in the water and then eating it. I can tell what you were killing when I look at the cover of the 45 because handsome guy. I mean, you were rocking an unbelievable beard, the, the, uh, the long hair down to the shoulders. You were, you were, you were uh, meeting a lot of ladies in, in Florida, I would guess, in the 80s. Yeah, all Don Johnson inspired from Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bertie, I got to ask you, you were just uh, inducted into the Florida Music Hall of Fame, is that correct? Correct. And your good friend inducted you, right? Yeah, Bert's been a friend of mine for years. We worked together on some of his TV work, and I taught at his school down in Jupiter, Florida, about cabaret singing to his yeah. students. That's Burt Reynolds, uh, by the way, oh, Greg. Burt Reynolds? Yeah. In, in, really? Yeah. Who do you think nailed more hot chicks, you in the, in the heyday of, of the song or <laughs> Burt Reynolds? Well, he, he used to give me his calls. Oh, um, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> He'd give you your thro- his throwaways? You got Burt Reynolds? That's right. <laughs> you, the ones that didn't make the grade. You got his sloppy <laughs> seconds? You ended up with Burt Reynolds' sloppy well, seconds? Worse, you know, it could be Charles Manson's sloppy <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Very true, bro. All right. Well, listen, it has been an honor. Oh, and let me tell you two more things. Yeah, go ahead. With it. Yeah. I was knighted two months ago. I am now oh, Sir right. Bertie Higgins. Really? Oh, you Sir were Bertie. knighted Sir Bertie Higgins? I am. So a lot's been going on. In fact, the Bellamy brothers and I just did a 
duet together. And out of just a, a whim, I entered in the uh, international acoustic competition, and we won. Well, I have to go ear moth, let your love flow by the Bellamy Brothers for lunch. <laughs> so, uh, Bertie, thank you for giving us a little extra sauce on your 1981 top 40 hit, Key Largo. Okay, boys. So, Bertie Higgins has been knighted. Sir Bertie Higgins. They really hand those things out like uh, banks hand out lollipops in England now. Have you noticed? Dude, what, what, come what, on. What? Well, we had one <laughs> top 40 hit. At Obviously, the, the queen loved that song. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> if the queen of England and I have the same oh. musical taste. You then, know, LB would hit that. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike Shue and I want to thank you for listening to episode three of Extra Sauce, our weekly podcast, and we'll be back again next week. As always, if there's anything that you would like to hear during Extra Sauce, something we discussed during the week, you you want a little extra sauce on it, or some Radio Gold Extra Sauce, a moment from the show that you really enjoyed that you'd like to hear again, or you just want us to reach out and go behind the ear moth like we did today. We'll uh, we'll do that anytime. And you can get a hold of, of uh, me in various ways to communicate on that, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or any of the social platforms or the old-fashioned way you can, you can call the show or you can text. That's Episode 3 of Extra Sauce. Thank you for listening. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.